All right, we're ready to go. Are you ready to go? Yes. <laughs> okay, remember, you got to you gotta say <laughs> things. People can't see oh, us. <laughs> okay. okay, it's all by right now. Okay, so you realize, remember, people can't see you. It's a podcast. They, they can only hear you. I know. Now I can describe the glare you're giving me right I'm now. I'm not giving you a glare. It's just, I mean... <laughs> This is live right now, isn't it? Not live, but I mean, I mean this is going in there, isn't it? I mean, it's recording, and more than likely it will. I mean, it's a fun banter I can play before my intro that people will be like, what in the hell am I listening to? WTF, Ryan? Yeah, pretty much. All right. <laughs> Maybe you should set the scene then. <clears throat> set the scene? Okay, well... Uh, the scene is, we're sitting in the bedroom right now because... Our bedroom is your recording studio. It is. It's my recording studio. Um, I, I'm i relaxed, feet on the bed, third glass of wine. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Ryan without a haircut. Pretty much. I got COVID hair going. All right. So I, I feel like I've just, I, at this point now, for those of y'all listening, intro's coming right now. Welcome, everyone, to the Gentil Life Podcast. I'm Ryan Gentil. My life is anything but dull, and I've been lucky to have met some great people in my life. I love sharing stories about what goes on in my everyday life, and since I've met a lot of great friends along the way that are doing some extraordinary things, I thought to myself, why not share some of their stories along with a few of my own? On this podcast, you're going to hear me share stories from my everyday life that maybe you can relate to. You'll also hear some from my friends that I bring on from time to time and the great things that they have going on as well. You might even catch some funny stories between the two of us. This is The Genteel Life. All right, another episode of the Gentil Life podcast, and uh, obviously you just heard some fun banter between me and my wife, Megan, who is making her second appearance on the show, uh, the first appearance. No, it's not the third. What was the third one? This is the third one. The second one was The Office. The first one was talking about sleeping with other people. That (laughs) was not sleeping (laughs) with other people. It was sleep habits. Well, it was sleep, sleep habits, sleeping with other people. I mean, it kind of all came oh out in that God. episode. Anyways, so. so you're right. I, well, I forgot. <laughs> well, sorry. It's only the second time you're in a standalone guest appearance. The office oh, one, yeah. we were with others. So yeah. that's why I don't, I mean, I technically count that well, one. Well, but so. you know so many neat people. I mean, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense for me to come on here very often. So for those of y'all listening, uh, if this is your first time listening, this is my wife, Megan. Hello. Joining me on the show, and this is the banter you're going to kind of hear. You might not hear it as much because of the topic we're talking um, about today, maybe, but yeah. it's definitely going to be um, an interesting episode that, you know, we we have our fun little banter regardless. Uh, as you can see, we're talking about something pretty heavy today. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers to how she has her wine. We, we find a way to still have playful banter, but uh, this is a very special episode. You know, this is something that I saw a friend kind of post something about postpartum depression, and I thought to myself, okay, that's a pretty good topic to talk about because it's something that most people go through. Not everybody suffers from it, maybe only for like a day, maybe it's a month. Everybody's different on how they suffer it, but I figured it's still a very serious thing to talk about because it, it not only for, you know, the wives or the girlfriends, the guys kind of go through something about it too, not not to the same extent. Obviously, I'm not putting us on the same playing field there, but you know, and I I, I want to share from my perspective what I saw uh, because I don't know if you've ever actually told me what you saw. I don't think I have, or no, I think we've had well, some discussions. Well, but it, it's we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll probably get into that here, but uh, but yeah, so this <clears> is you know this is something that we're putting out there as a family. You know what 
we went through after our oldest was born. Her name is Claire. She uh, just turned three back in May. And so (laughs) she's definitely a sweetie. And then we have our second Emma, who uh, is 17 months, will be 18 months here in a few weeks uh, in September. So she's getting big. Well, so obviously I love Emma just as much as Claire. Sweet Mm -hmm. girl. I I will honestly say I think postpartum is still something that I'm going through and learning through and figuring out. I'm still medicated. I'm still, I still get angry. Like today I got angry. Yeah. For stupid reasons. I mean, stupid reasons. And I think that's why it's important to talk about because I think with with women that, you know, are friends of mine and they talk about it, you know, um, a friend of ours, it took her five years to realize she was going through postpartum. You know, she didn't know what it was and stuff. So, so really, you know, I just wanted to set up that, you know, that, you know, we, we've been married now, it'll be five years this April. We have two beautiful daughters. So I'll let you, I'll let you start it off. I mean, you know, so talk to me or talk to everybody, I guess, about your postpartum. Like, when did you realize it? I mean, I guess kind of like what, what did, what was it like for you, I guess, there in the beginning once Claire was born? So, oh my gosh. So much. I know. So many I know. emotions. It's, 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 it's such tough. a big topic. It's tough. Well, and I, honestly, since, you know, last, I guess earlier this week, whenever I was joking with you about something in between, you know, baby, I signed someone up with a 403B. I'm so excited. Um, and you were like, hey, babe, let's talk about postpartum depression. And I was just like, hmm, okay. That okay, sounds I, like fun. I did not do that. I said, hey, I have an idea for an episode. Would you want to talk about it? I think I, I think I... You interpreted it the way you did, which doesn't surprise me. But in, <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I know for a fact I was like, hey, babe. Um, okay, so <laughs> I, I know, I, I digress. It's only because this is such a, it's it's kind of scary to talk about. It's scary to, it's scary to put yourself out there and say, hey, I felt really angry and I felt really sad and I, I didn't understand why this beautiful little person that I held in my arms was, was such a a burden mm-hmm. and so um so i i can say that i really started feeling um i don't even know when to start i don't even know when it started so it after claire was born it was really awesome my mom came and she stayed with us and she helped us more than i can describe and my mom was just she was perfect in every single way i mean she 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 and I would sit after Claire went to sleep and we would enjoy our ice cream on the couch and watch silly TV shows and you know we it, it just it was just such a special time with that and then you know it was time for mom to to go home and for Ryan and I to really start being well, parents Well remember I went right back to work You did and so, so that's why I that I mean that's just why that time with my mom was so special cuz it was I probably started, my postpartum depression probably started two days after we got home, if not sooner. And it's because Claire couldn't latch. And I was I trying to nurse her. I was hellbent on nursing. It was, it was important to me. Formula's expensive. Why not give her something that I can produce myself? I was producing milk in abundance at that point. I mean, why not? And, and, there was a point in time where I was so stubborn and I was like, no, we're not going to use formula. We're going to breastfeed. I'm sitting there trying to, to pump milk and I'm crying my eyes out. My mom walks into the room and she's just like, baby, it's okay if you, if, if you use formula. It's not a big deal. It's okay. You're a formula baby. It's fine. And just 
hearing her be that reassuring kind of was my first step to realizing that that maybe there's a problem. But at the same time, I didn't want to admit that I had a problem. Well, yeah, and here's the thing. I, I noticed, you know, like I said, we've, we've been together for practically seven years. But like I said, we've been... No, we're eight years. Seven. Coming up on eight years? Seven years. <laughs> I, met seven. You, I met you in 2013. Oh, yeah, it's 2020. You're the math whiz in this relationship here. And no. how do I know this? No. No, I'm not the math whiz. I may work in finance. I may work in finance, but... I have to use a calculator. I so and here's the thing. I so you know I've known you as a certain way, you know, for a very long time. And so after Claire was born, you know, I I noticed a difference from the guy's perspective, and and I know, and I don't know if I ever brought it up to you, or maybe I mentioned it. I, I think I brought up postpartum maybe one time, and I think you shot it down pretty quickly. And I was like, oh, okay, if she doesn't, well, I didn't want to admit there was a problem. Well, it, well, I didn't know that part at the time. So when you said, I don't think that's it, I was like, okay, cool. You know, so I think it was just, I, in my brain, I'm saying, okay, it's an adjustment. You know, it's just, it's her trying to adjust. And something that I remember, I know you said you, you didn't maybe realize it till a couple of days after we got home. I think it was the moment we got home. And the reason I say that, because I remember when we first got home, we're sitting on the couch and I was like, let's take our, like, we're literally home for like the first, like what, 15 minutes. I was like, okay, let's take ourselves for real quick. Just of us. And I remember you're like, oh, okay. And like your, your tone was like a, like, you didn't really want to, but you were kind of like faking it till you make it smile. I think it was like years later when that, when that picture pops up and I look at it and I can see it all over your face. Like she is literally like, ugh, I really don't want to take this photo. Where, it's the and, picture well, where Claire's screaming. Well, because Claire started crying like literally right when we like sat down to take it. So a friend of mine commented on, on that picture and she was like, it looks like she just wants to go back in the womb. And I kept thinking to myself, <laughs> she just needs to go back in the womb. Everything will be better. <laughs> Everything will be better. But okay, okay. Something else to talk about. So Ryan and I had a birth plan. We had a birth plan for a long time, and the birth plan was, and this is something else that I was I was really thinking about, because a mutual friend of me and Ryan's posted on Facebook today or yesterday and was like, do you remember what your, what your pre-pregnancy body looks like? And I, when I see that, it just, it just makes me cry. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but anyway, so Ryan and I had a birth plan. I wanted a natural birth. He wanted me to be happy. Uh, he yeah, uh, knew I, me being happy meant drugs. I I, um, I remember when you first got pregnant. The first words out of well, not the first words out of your mouth, but it was like maybe within but, the first few days. You said, "I don't want any drugs," and I literally laughed. In my defense, <laughs> in my defense, my mom is a very strong woman. She had a very natural birth, and I wanted to be. I, I saw my mom as a role model. I see my mom as a role model. I I wanted to be able to say, you know what, my mom had this natural birth. I had this natural birth. It runs in the family. We're strong women. And my mom is clearly stronger than me because I was so drugged. <laughs> I was so drugged. Well, to, it, but here's the thing, though. You, you had to be, though, because, I mean, Claire's head was too big. She got stuck. And she no, wasn't in the right position. No, it's not that her head was too big. She never, she never big. turned. Because her head was too big. She got stuck in your ribcage. It's because she got really excited about life because <laughs> Claire is a very, I have a theory about our babies. I'm going to digress for about 90 seconds right now. I have a theory. So Claire was really excited about life. Claire was super overzealous. She wanted all the things to happen. So she tried to turn real early and uh, that didn't work out for her because her little pelvis got stuck in my big pelvis. 
or her little booty got stuck in my pelvis and yeah her her legs were up near her head so I ended up having two C-sections with both of our girls. And for anyone who doesn't know, C-sections, they have to cut real deep into you to make sure that they can get the baby out. And so that means cutting through muscles and everything else. So my body, unless I go under the knife again, will never, ever, ever look like it once did. And so I will always have this overhang. And that's really hard for me because I used to have this cute little bod and now i'm just like hello (laughs) hello (laughs) because it just says (sighs) it doesn't want to be perky anymore nothing on my body wants to be perky everything is just (sighs) so obviously people can't see what you're doing you're you're, she's putting her Um, hand up and then dropping it down (laughs) it's like a flaccid (laughs) penis it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's very sad it's very sad this is about postpartum not flaccid penises well (laughs) should bring the men into this somehow God almighty well okay so well and that's the thing though but like you know from my from my point though is like from my view when but we, you didn't know that you no. still looked at me as being this beautiful person and you still this are. beautiful i know but but i i've only you know within probably the last six months really started to appreciate the body that i have because this body with all of the scars and stretch marks and everything carried those two beautiful little girls that that we have well and but that's the thing though i think for guys you know for me i didn't like when i see that picture the first one we ever took as a family like i was so happy to take it because i was just so happy to be a dad and have claire and be home with you and every time i see that photo now i get mad at myself because i'm mad that i didn't catch it sooner because you know me i i tend to pay attention to things i i tend to notice things and i didn't notice at that time and so that frustrated me like now like when i see that photo I, I still smile, obviously, but then every time I see it, I still think to myself, man, like, I wish I had known and I didn't. It was something that I think you and I, I don't, and I don't remember what the fight was about, but I remember we had this big blowout fight about something very minimal. <laughs> it was Sonic. Uh, I yeah, think it was Sonic. Sonic or something, well, right? Well, no, no, no. One of your friends had just gotten married. I, I, one of your friends had just gotten married, and I was angry because I just wanted to eat a hot dinner for the first time and. Yeah. Five or six weeks. And I couldn't because Claire kept crying and I didn't know why she was crying. And it, I didn't know what I was doing wrong because I knew that I had to have been doing something wrong. It had to have been. Sorry. It's okay. Um, but I had to have been doing something wrong. Like it. Mm. And I think and that's, but that, that fight I think is when I, when I finally realized like, Wait, are we talking about that fight like six weeks in? Or are we talking about the fight like six months? No, in? it was no six months later. Like no, th- I'm talking oh, about oh uh, that fight. Well, no, I don't remember what it was okay, about. Okay, so I can talk about that fight. I just I remember it was. I just remember it was minimal. Like I it was clearly remember that fight because well. that fight was the day that it snowed in Houston. Yes, yeah, it was the office that. Christmas party. Okay. Oh, I, I, okay. Yeah, I remember that. I remember going to Reagan and just venting to her, and she was like, "You're fine. He's fine. Everything is fine. Like, calm down. You're fine." Like, but the whole point fine. is, like, I know we we were in a fight about something that was very oh, it's trivial. It like, was so it, it, trivial. It was something and we, I can, it, it was done to be mad about, and I think I reacted because you got so upset, and and then I and I remember that's when I realized, like, oh shit, there's like, a problem. There's a problem. But well, but then from my seat, it was. Okay, I asked her a while back. She said that wasn't the case. Clearly, I think it is. And in my mind, I was like, okay, it's kind of like when you see somebody that's, 
you know, an alcoholic or a drug addict and it's like, okay, how do, or, you know, the whole intervention thing, like how do you approach that person without feeling like you're attacking them? And of course, the, to me, it wasn't like, obviously I was going to hold intervention because this, it wasn't affecting everybody. It was literally just you and me. And for me, it was like, I really struggled because I think eventually I know we talked about it where there was no fight, but in my mind, it, I think it took me a few weeks to really figure out how exactly was I going to talk to you about it? Because I don't remember, like, I just, so, I, I just know. I can drunkenly tell you what I, I mean, <laughs> well, yeah. here's the thing. I, 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 I mean, I have a little buzz right now, but I can tell you from my drunken perspective at that point, you know, what I felt. And I remember, I remember feeling like, I remember feeling like he only ever put anyone before me, which is not the truth. That is not true at all. He always puts me first, even with the girls. He always puts me first. But but in my mind, I remember thinking, like, you put this person first. You put this person first. You put this person first. You're not even going to care how I feel about this because you put all these things first. And so it doesn't even... My opinion won't even matter. So it doesn't matter how I feel right now. So we're not even going to have this conversation because I don't feel like dealing with it. And I know that I'm going to cry. And and then I, you know, my strength up and I said, <clears throat> this is exactly how I feel. And you're going to get mad at what I'm saying right now. And I don't even care that you're getting mad, but you need to know. And I've been holding all of this in for so long. And... God, I'm just visualizing all of that right now. It was it was a really tough drive to work that day. It was it was a tough drive and I remember us sitting in the parking lot and me crying my eyes out for a little while trying to get myself in the right mindset so that I could go up and pretend like nothing was wrong because we worked 10 feet from each other at that point in time. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, we worked for the same company in the same building, literally like six coops apart <laughs> in different apartments, but you know, we Yeah, were... I've worked... I wore earbuds so that I wouldn't have to hear him on, on recruiting I was a re- calls. Yeah, because I was a recruiter, so I'm always on the phone. <laughs> and our whole group, you know, everybody's on the phone, so that's all you could hear is us talking. Like anyway, I digress. But, but he and I had this big fight, and I, I always look back at that moment and think, you know, that was a fight at the time because neither of us... We didn't know. We didn't know. I mean, we didn't know. And, and we'd had friends... He and you know friends with both of ours, and and they would pull me aside and be like, "Hey, so how are you feeling today? What's going on? Are you, you know?" And I would kind of start describing my feelings, and they would say, "Well, you know, I I ended up having postpartum, and and I mean, I, looking back now, I I see those conversations as they were truly saying, "Hey, honey, I know you have postpartum. Everything you're describing to me is what is what I was feeling." And I didn't want to tell you that you had it, but me encouraging you to go talk to your doctor about these feelings that we both mutually felt was me telling you you had postpartum. <laughs> and well, so, so, so let me ask then, I mean, from, from that perspective, if, you know, with, cause other women approaching you trying to tell you without telling you, cause maybe that's what somebody did with them and they didn't handle it the right way. I don't know, obviously, but did you, when they were trying to tell you had postpartum, the minute they said postpartum, did you just kind of shut it out going, that's not it? I didn't shut it out. I mean, I kept it, I kept it in the back of my head because I knew, I mean, I, I knew that, that that was something to listen to because these women that approached me about it were, I mean, they're, they're, they're ladies that I'm very close with, or at least at the time was close with. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we've kind of grown apart. But um, but at the time, I mean, there were ladies that I was very, very close with. And, and you know, I, I truly 
respect their opinions. I look to them as as mama role models because they're they're just wonderful people, but you know, they would tell me, "Hey, this is what I felt." And I always kept it in the back of my mind and I thought, you know, even if I have it, it's okay because I can get through it. I, I've gotten through all these things. I have a psychology degree. I think it's going to be okay. Like, I'll figure this out. I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll figure it out. And until you and I had that big blow up fight, well, it's not even, it wasn't a fight. It was, it was. An argument, really. I mean, it wasn't. Uh, yeah. It wasn't a fight. It was us finally sharing the things that we should have talked about and we express them loudly to each other. But, <laughs> but I, I, I don't want to call it a fight. Like it was finally us just, just expressing to each other thoughts and feelings that we had had that we, we hadn't discussed before in any other forum. Well, and, and also too, I think it's because, you know, when you have a newborn and here's the thing, you know, it, it's funny because I think the one thing that people don't talk about a lot is, I feel like when people are having a kid for the first time, I feel like people kind of talk about the good, but then with how hard it is. No one talks about how you bleed for a month after you have a baby. Well, that too. And uh, well, no one talks about that stuff. <laughs> but I think it's the it's it's those things though. It's it's certain things like it's like oh my god, it's so great having a kid because of these things. And then like I think the hard stuff is very grazed over. It's very like. I don't want to go too much in depth because I don't want to scare you, you, which, and this is just strictly my opinion on it. I feel like that is doing a disservice because being a parent is fucking hard. It is really hard to be a parent. And especially, you know, you know, when you have the first kid, because the minute you figure out certain things, how they cry, their sleep patterns or whatever it is, Boom, it changes because now they're teething. They're getting a growth spurt. They have a bigger appetite or whatever it is, right? There, there's so many different things that happen that the minute you get used to it, you change, you know? And I think that's from a parent's perspective. When you add in postpartum with that, it, you're, it's amplifying even more because now you're so focused on trying to get through the day-to-days, kind of like in our situation. I feel like we, we probably would have caught it sooner if we were paying more attention to it, but we couldn't because we were literally learning how to keep a human being alive. Well, but then add on top to everyone telling us that, hey, your kid needs physical therapy. Hey, yeah, your kid has torticollis. Hey, your kid needs to wear this $2,400 helmet. Oh, yeah. But we hit our out-of-pocket that year, and the health <laughs> benefits were fantastic after that. That was great. Yeah, that was, that was so, a little bright spot. So, I mean, spot. you know, you got to look at the positives. But Yeah, so then that's what I'm saying. You stir all that into a pot. But you throw all that into it's, a pot, and you have you have these. It's going to boil over, and it, perfect and it did. people telling us, "I'm so sorry to tell you this. I know this is going to be hard, but I think your kid has a problem." And it's just like, what the fuck is going on in my life right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I I am angry at everything. I am mad at my husband for breathing on me. <laughs> he is taking over a third of the bed. He should have a sixteenth. He should have a sixteenth. I was going to say because I, I had no bed. <laughs> I bared a child. I bared it with my body, and you do not deserve the entire queen sized bed. It is, it is my domain. Figure it out. Pull Michael Scott. Sleep on the ottoman. I don't care. Figure it out. That's for your office fans. If you're an office fan, <laughs> <laughs> but I so, you know, and I think. The, and I think that's the thing is postpartum, 
there's a lot of anger that comes out of it, obviously. And I think, and it's from both ends, you know, because I'm not going to lie. There were times where you you would frustrate the hell out of me and I would say something nice, like with kick gloves on trying to help, you would get oh angry. Oh my God, you were so sweet. You were so but sweet. But then, and then I would like, so okay, sweet. well, kick gloves don't work. Okay, now I got to be an asshole to her, which made it work. You know, like I sometimes, they're not all the time, but there were a lot of times I felt like I was in a no-win situation. And, you know, it was one of those things where for me, it's like, okay, something's up and then like okay like sometimes i was like what's up her ass like what what is going on here because well, well no and again this is before I, I in my mind it said postpartum because like i said when i asked you maybe a couple weeks after and you said no i just kind of threw that out saying okay that can't be it and it, it never entered my mind again until that fight six months later when i was like shit maybe that i i missed it you know and that's and that, that sucked well, just and well, that's the same thing with you. You can't blame but yourself you because it's yourself, it's a natural but, feeling. But that wasn't your fault. Oh, I, well, I'm not saying it was my fault, but no, I, but I, I know. it was one of those things when you look <laughs> when you look back on it, you say to yourself like, it's it, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Like you could always look back at a lot of things in your life and go, man, I should have known. But of course, you don't know. But I will say, if we want to call it a fight, that fight was truly. I mean, it was a blessing because it. After that fight, because I, I realized that night how angry I was and how my my postpartum depression manifests itself in a very angry way. And I was always tired, too. But being a parent, like, you're always, you're always tired. <laughs> and then we decided but, to have a second one. We're oh like, what the fuck were we thinking? Can we have a third one, too? No. I know I'm still dealing with postpartum. Let's no. have a third one. They're no. cute. <laughs> we're, no, we're done. We are done. I am pushing Ooh. 40. I am not having a third at 40. Okay. <laughs> why, why are you whispering like that? I don't know. It seemed like something oh to whisper God. about. Anyway. And people are tuning it off now. They're like, and this has gone off the rails. <laughs> Rude. Anyway. Okay. So basically, but mine, man, my, my depression, my depression manifests itself as anger. It did. It, it, no, it does. I, I will say it does. I'm going to use that as a present tense because... My doctor still has me on medication, which means I am still coping with having children. And so I, I say that the way that I say it, because in my mind, I am still coping with it not being me anymore, with it being we. I am still yeah. coping with that. And I'm still figuring out how to make that work. I know. And and that's and, and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think that's the other thing, too, is that I think people... When and I feel selfish saying that. God, I feel selfish. That I also want to cry about that. And but, I know I cut you off. But. No, no, no. It's okay. I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad you're saying that because I don't think that's a selfish thing because it's one of those things where we figured out like years ago that this was a problem. How do we fix it? Because here's the thing. I'll never forget when the day you came to me and you said, okay. There's a problem. There's a problem. Like, okay, I, I recognize now that there's a problem. I feel like I just have really bad postpartum. I'm going to go talk to my doctor when I go see her for this appointment that's coming up in a week or two or something like that, whatever it was. To me, I, that's when I was like, okay, because so for everybody listening, the the thing that is really good, I feel like with our relationship, that transition into marriage is we, we, are, we are good at communicating with each other. Good, bad, and ugly. Doesn't matter. Like we don't only communicate. We've had some times we where have. we leave because <laughs> we don't deal with each other anymore. That's right. That's right. We, but but, I, but that's the thing, though. I think communication has always been really good with us, good, bad, and ugly. And, of course, postpartum is the ugly. And oh God, it's so ugly. It's very ugly. And 
So when you when you brought that up, I was like, okay, cool. And I remember we had a talk about it, and I think we had like a six month talk of like all the things that were happening that maybe I didn't see that were frustrating you and vice versa. And I know you went into that appointment and I remember you coming home going, okay, you feel better. Obviously she's going to have you on something to help, hopefully help you out. But I remember you, you seemed like, okay, you felt better because it seemed like you were like, okay, now that I know this is what it is. And I know that I'm on a track after talking with her to, you know, not that it's just going to magically go away, but it's going to hopefully get better day by day, month by month, year by year. Uh, am I right in saying that? Or did you feel differently coming out of it? You are 100% correct. <laughs> I was going to say, I was waiting for the dramatic of <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> it's my show. You can't tell me I'm wrong. I'm joking. No, you can't. Hashtag Brian Gentle Hour. <laughs> Screw you, Mr. Man. Oh, God. Why did I have my wife on here again? Oh, yeah, because anyway, she's lovely. So, okay, let's, so let's, take a, uh, let's take a couple steps back. So I had these, these incredible people telling me, hey, this is my experience, hoping that I would put the dots together. You and I finally had an explosion of communication <laughs> we did explosive communication session <laughs> that lasted probably four days uh, i mean uh, i feel like it lasted because because then did, i'd yeah. be like baby i've been thinking about this blah 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 baby i've been thinking about this lots more explosions i don't want to keep saying blah 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 into the mic but lots of explosive communication but it was all positive at the end because we were able to finally express the things that we were kind of nervous to talk about with each other just because it's scary stuff to talk about saying i have a problem because i'm angry and i can't figure out why i'm angry is a really big deal like it's scary it well, is so scary and i cried all the time all i did was cry well and i'm think well th and think about this too i was too, so angry and sad and i didn't know why i kept crying well in a lot of the fights or communications good bad or ugly that we've had is always been because of past experiences with life family relationships yeah. friendships whatever it was right because you had something to play off of we were literally in a whole new world like we were in an area that we had never been in before and i think that's why we struggled because we i mean how, how could we have known to dive into that because it's not like again people don't talk about it well, so I will say too, I, and I forget to bring this up. So in the beginning I mentioned, you know, my mom is perfect. My mom is, my mom is a wonderful person and she, you know, she would tell me, Hey, how do you feel? What's going on? How, what, you know, what's going on? And so I being a typical person was like, Oh, it's just my mom. No big deal. Like she's just, she's just being a mom and, and, you know, worrying because as a mama, we worry. And then there was so there, there were two pointing turning points for me. The first one was you and I have an explosive conversation. The second one was my mom telling me, hey, I think you might have a problem, but not saying it in those words. But I mean, she was kind of alluding to it. <laughs> My Aunt Teresa started telling me about her experiences with postpartum and um, and what she experienced hit close to home. And then, you know, my mom and her having conversations about how I was feeling and having both of them say, hey, this is how you're feeling. 
you know, it, that's those were kind of the two pieces of the puzzle that I needed in order to understand that that I have a I have a problem. Yeah. Well, and and, and the other thing too is you know it it popped in my brain here is I think from from a, from the husband or the boyfriend's <laughs> perspective. <laughs> Hashtag COVID. <laughs> You done coughing COVID? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> but from the, you know, from a husband or a boyfriend's perspective, I, I feel like they oh, like men tend to think like this isn't my problem because I'm not going through it, or it's something where they go, I don't know how to relate to this, so I'm not going to do anything about it, or they don't really try, or they do, and they get their head bitten off maybe within the first time they try, and they give up after that. Whatever it is, right? I, Are you speaking from experience? No. On me oh hell your no. Head off oh hell regularly? no. Did I stop? Did I stop irritating you after did that? I stutter. Did I stutter? <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. No, you know me. No, I don't stop. You know, but I think the thing is, you know, my advice, you know, to you know any husband or boyfriend out there that you know if you're having a child for the first time with your girlfriend or your uh, husband. Or sorry, husband, <laughs> your wife, significant other, or significant other, yeah, you know, whatever it is, partner, but partner, either way. <laughs> um, well, here's the thing: if you're having a kid with your husband and you're another guy, more than likely you're not going to have postpartum. <laughs> but I'm just trying to be politically correct. I here. know, I know. Either way, you know. But what I'm saying, if you know your wife or your girlfriend is going through it, I think it's one of those things where I think your initial reaction is going to be to just fight with them or just say what's wrong with you or we'll get it figured out like you need to do this like always remember no this is a this is a we thing you know it's always a we thing it's not a from a woman's perspective it doesn't feel like a we thing though it feels like a me no oh no i 100 percent agree with no 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 i i just feel like you should know like i it feels like a me thing like it it doesn't feel like something that anyone else goes through and so and that's it, what, but I know that, and I know that's how the woman feels. I'm saying from a guy's perspective, oh, though, okay, don't sorry. don't just jump right in and Literally. say, you know, hey, figure your shit out and stop being a bitch, or hey, figure your shit out and stop being angry, or whatever it is, because that's you know, like like you need to analyze. Because first of all, if you're with somebody and having a child, you I hope I hope you know them well enough to where you know it's like okay, I know something's different, you know, but maybe it is postpartum, maybe it's not, you know, but research it look it up see if you know somebody who went through it you know like a friend of yours like whether it's like a friend of yours wife or their girlfriend or you have a friend of yours that's a girl you know and say hey do you know anybody you know i want to know like hey i've been noticing these things do you feel like this is postpartum like don't just assume try to figure it out ahead of time you know and i think that's going to be something from a guy's perspective that you need to do because again i like you just said the woman's always going to say it's it's a you thing it's not a we thing right you don't feel like we're in this together because the guy literally has no idea what you're going through from an emotional standpoint. They have no idea, but you know, I say never don't give up on them and trying to help out no matter how they're feeling and no matter how angry they get at you, because eventually like if you continue to communicate, it will get better. Cause then in our case it has, it's gotten better. Do we still fight? Do we still argue? Of course we do. That's, All the time. That, that's marriage, <laughs> but <laughs> that's marriage. But to me, it's, you know, from a guy's perspective is don't just because they feel like, hey, you can't help me doesn't mean you can't, you know, like, don't don't just, just don't just back off and say, fine, figure it out your fucking self and then leave it alone. I just didn't want to burden you. Well, and I and I feel like a lot of women probably feel that way. And maybe I mean, maybe that's the case. But I mean, with the way I approached it, I mean, did it did it help or do you think it made it worse once we kind of figured it out? Not not oh. not the earlier parts where we were fighting all the time, but once we kind of both understood, like, 
oh, this is what this I is. I mean, it helped. It helped. I, I'm. It helped. I mean, that's all I'm going to say about yeah. that. I mean, it helped. What else can I say? Like, in the beginning, I just remember thinking, I'm a woman. I should be able to handle this stuff. I should be able to take care of X, Y, and Z because I'm a woman. I'm supposed to just know it. Yeah. I'm supposed to just... Because that's what society kind of Because society you says, as a woman, you should, just, you should just be able to do it. And so instinct was fantastic. I mean, it was great. Mm-hmm. But... It's the stuff we talked about before where nobody goes into the details of the scary stuff that happens after parenthood. To no wear. one says, no. no one says, hey, if you have a C-section, it's a really tough recovery. It's painful. I mean, that's, it's mm-hmm. very painful. And I remember I had to help you to the bathroom a bunch of times. You had, you, I don't know. you had to wipe. Yeah. Let's not go into too much detail. <laughs> let's, but it's, 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 but that's what it is. It though. was love. I mean, you showed, you, you truly showed me what love means. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you did that. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it, God, I don't even know what to say right now. Like, it's just, it, it is so, feeling inadequate. Okay. So, so let me ask you this then, you know, so for anybody listening that is going through postpartum right now, what would be your advice to them? I mean, I know every woman's different. I know everybody handles it differently, but for your perspective. Okay. So. Like, what would be your advice to somebody going through postpartum? It is okay to go to your doctor and to vent. And when I say your doctor, go to your gyno and just vent to that person. Because when I went to my gyno and I vented, she said, girl, let me vent to you real fast. <laughs> and we had this heart to heart that was fabulous. And then she said, here, have some drugs. <laughs> and I feel really good. <sighs> I don't like the way I just said that. <laughs> it's Trust me, folks. It's <sighs> not how she meant it. Like, I know that's not what she No, really I just, but... But I went to my doctor and I said, I don't know what's wrong with me, but something is wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like myself anymore. And so my advice is it's okay to admit that something is different Mm -hmm. and it's good to recognize it. And it's okay to say, I need some help. And it's, it's very scary. And it's something that I'm, I'm, probably gonna cry about for the rest of the night because i'm sappy yeah and 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 i feel like too for like anybody and here's for for anybody that doesn't go through postpartum maybe like this hey good for you that's great just because you don't go through it doesn't mean that other people don't and i think you know we got to be more sympathetic to people that are going through this even if they don't know it but maybe you know it like if you see it like, have you gone through it Mental before? Mental health is scary. It's extremely scary. It's scary because you don't want to admit that you you need help. Like, it's scary. It is. And, you know, we, we've we lived in a society for so long that mental health has literally been, eh, it's, if you can't see it, then it's not there. But, which we all know that's not true. You know, because <laughs> we can't see COVID, but it's there. <laughs> can't see the flu. It's there. You know, well, I was going to go more spiritual, but I'll take yours. But you see what I'm saying? Though? Like, I mean, I think that's a society we've lived in for so long where if you can't see it, then it's maybe not really there. I will say, I will say, I, I know that I need a therapist. Like, I know that I need to go to a therapist. I know that I have some issues. 
but I am so stubborn that I still don't feel like I have enough of a problem to need to talk to a therapist about it when my bachelor's is in psychology and I know how great mental health is. So that should tell you something right there. Like, <laughs> like I still have trouble and I'm still working through a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I think and I think the other thing too is with postpartum is it's not a like oh this will be fixed within a day or a week like you know like we work through it daily it's still something it's that tough. you know Claire's three Emma's seventeen months mm-hmm. it's something that we work through daily and and like I said earlier it's yeah. I was dealing with it today because it's really hot outside and I am struggling being a great mom keeping my sanity. And dealing with being moist all the time because I'm so hot. (laughs) I feel like some people cringed because, you know, some people just don't like the word moist. (laughs) Moist. (laughs) Moist. Hey, we want them to keep listening. So (laughs) (laughs) I just want people to cringe. We we, we don't want them to just like, just like, and we're done. Uh, (laughs) You know, uh, (laughs) God almighty, this, this, this is my life. No. And I think, so so we've been watching an episode, or we've been getting into the series Scrubs. That's such a great show, one. So if you have never seen Scrubs, please watch it. It's a good show because, one, it's been told by everybody in the medical field. Anybody in the medical field will tell you it's the most medically accurate, you know, hospital show ever created. But the thing about that show is they, they tackle real issues while it, it's it's a comedy. It's it's a funny. It's a funny physical comedy, but they deal with real issues and so, like, the, one of the episodes we're watching right now is about, uh, you know, one of the, uh, two of the main characters are married and they're going through marital troubles. One of, the, one of the things they did was they were talking about, there was a line that said, you know, marital problems aren't fixed in 30 minutes. It's, it, it takes time. And we've watched multiple episodes where they're continuously trying to fix the marriage. And, and in later seasons, because I've seen this series a bunch of times, is, you know, they, go, they actually tackle postpartum depression. Uh, as well, do they? they do. It's it's a little bit later. Seen it a bunch. I haven't seen it. It's much. it's a little bit later in the At series, all. but they but they talk about it, the struggle of it all, and so. But that's what I mean, though. Is like something like this is not anything that's going to happen. It's not going to change overnight. You know, like we literally just said. I mean, Claire is over three now, and we've been going through this for three years. A friend of ours. <clears throat> made a comment and said, you know, it was five years for them, you know, and, and I don't say that well, it's like I this. Think that she realized it after five years. Well, I don't think she was going. Well, I'll say, yeah, yeah. Fair years. point. You're, you're right. Fair point. Sorry. She realized it after five years, but the bottom line is that, you know, at least, you know, from the, the guy's perspective is, you know, guys don't think that, Oh, okay. Once she goes to the doctor, it's going to be fixed. And after a couple of weeks, it's going to be better. No, it's not. It's going to be something that you're going to have to work on for an extremely long time. No, that, the last time I went to my doctor, we talked about my we talked about how I was feeling and COVID came up and and she was like, "So, uh, I'm just going to keep you on your prescription for another year. We'll see how you feel next year." And I was like, <laughs> "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> but that's the thing though is, you know, you got to continuously work on it and yeah. like and yeah, maybe eventually it goes away to where it's back to where it was. Maybe it doesn't and it's something you have to always work on, but don't think it's a one quick fix, guys, cuz it's not. You know, this isn't a Hey, go have surgery, and all of a sudden you're all better. But you know that. But that's what postpartum looks like. You it's know? ugly. It's, it's dirty. It's, it's an ugly thing. Well, I won't say it's dirty, but it's messy. It is so messy. Well, we can say dirty. There's so many tears. No, I think the bottom line is that postpartum. You said it. It's 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 ugly. It's dirty. Oh it's, my god. It's it's it's, it's a scary thing, and, and it's scary. You know, but the, I I think the big thing, at least for me, is like if you. Like for us sharing this and you're like, oh, just get over. It. It's not that bad. You're wrong. 
you know, I'm sorry. I was scared to talk about it. Yeah. And I, a lot of people are scared to talk about it, you know, and I think that's the other thing too is, you know, I want people to understand that's the reason I want to do this episode on this podcast is because I want people to know like, Hey, postpartum is a scary thing. Like literally I'm living it every day with you right now, obviously in a completely different way, obviously, because I'm not going through it emotionally and physically, but I'm here trying to help you as best I can with it. It's okay to talk about, like, don't, don't be afraid to talk about it. No matter what other people say, just know, you know, with, with this household, if it's a conversation that ever needs to be had, here you go. You got a podcast to listen to, reach out to us. You can email Please us. Please talk to us. I am an oversharer. <laughs> I will tell you everything. I didn't want to go into too much detail tonight yeah we probably shouldn't because it's (laughs) you know and that's the thing is you know so the gentile life at gmail.com is is the email you can always shoot us an email you know we're on instagram at the gentile life with underscores between uh the words um and then we have the gentile life facebook page uh as well you know feel free to like it and message us here's the thing though we don't judge we keep you anonymous if you do want to talk about it we won't share your information with anybody. It won't even be on an air. It'll just be like on a side thing. You know, we don't, we, we're we don't We're not, care, yeah, no, we just, but if you want to talk to somebody, please talk to us. We're very open about it. We share about it. And if you just need to vent about all the things, and here's the thing, if please it's not, just talk to us. If it's not us, just talk to somebody else. Talk to it's, somebody. It's okay. I promise. Go to your doctor. It's okay. It's okay to talk about though. And that's what's the most important is just talk about it. Mm-hmm. Talking about this, that's making right. it open and aware and just... Just talk about it. It's a real thing that a lot of people deal with. We should have figured out stats before we did this. Because <laughs> we didn't. That's that, that. That's not how this show works. I, I fly by the seat of my pants on this show. Yes, I, I don't, but I'm I don't in really sales. Prep prep. Stats are key. I don't, I don't prep prep. I just kind of go with the flow. So. Well, I prep before all my meetings. <laughs> This is not a meeting. This <laughs> this is literally us just This is shit. a meeting. I'm kidding. Oh, this is God. not a meeting. It's yeah. a Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I'm so sorry. I, I feel like this has been a really great conversation. I hope uh, for those of y'all listening, I hope you took something away from this besides our very unique banter that we have. But I, I, I hope that we helped with a very serious issue uh, because I, I mentioned it before. I'm not afraid to talk about certain things on this show. Mental illness, I know, is something that not a lot of people talk about. It's not something I'm afraid to talk about. But at the same time, I want to make sure that I'm not just going to talk about something just because it's there. But like if I have certain friends that are going through something that's a mental illness, you know, and they want to talk about it on the show, I'm down, you know, because I know them. Let's have a conversation. I'm okay with that. And I'm not going to talk about something I don't know about or I maybe don't know somebody that's going through it because I want this to be a very fun podcast, obviously, about the crazy things that go on in our life. But this is a part of my life right now, and that's postpartum. And I want others to know that it's okay to talk about because that's what we're doing right now. And hopefully you're listening to this going, holy shit, you know, they're, they're like literally putting this out for the entire world to listen to if they choose to listen to it. So I feel like it's also important to know, though, we feel very, very happy and comfortable in our life, mm-hmm. in our opinions. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely perfect and blessed and everything is great but it's not perfect at all nothing's not perfect. even a little bit nothing we perfect. fight on a daily basis <laughs> he gets annoyed with how much i want to cuddle with him <laughs> i get annoyed with how much he just says no i don't want to cuddle Dude, i mean you're a furnace you've got a big cuddly head <laughs> let me just cuddle with all of the hair on your head right now i got a lot of hair on my head that's very but true. i mean realistically i mean real talk 
Our marriage is not perfect. Life is not perfect. But we do look at all the brightness. And postpartum is not a perfect thing, and that's okay. But you we know. look at the positives. Exactly. And we, we celebrate the positive. We we accept and acknowledge the negative, and we... We, we talk. Have, yeah. We communicate. We communicate overly excessively <laughs> <laughs> about everything. <laughs> I don't think there's anything as over-communication. Well, so that's going to do it for this episode. And so, of course, to my lovely wife, Megan... Thank you for talking about your postpartum. I think this was so awesome for you to do. I'm super proud of you. Love you. Are you really? I could not love you more. Actually, I probably could, but you know, that's, <laughs> I meant that in a positive way, but I realized that came out very negative. That came out really, <laughs> that came out really weird. <laughs> really weird. <laughs> I don't know. You could love me more? What am I doing wrong? I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Well, I feel bad. It's like, man, I feel like I couldn't love you more. It's like, but you should always want to love them more. So I, I don't know why. That, it's a weird thing. How about I Anyways. say this? How about I say this? I don't fuck You that and up. I <laughs> love each other more as our marriage grows. Yes. Every day is, is better. Anyway, um, I, I truly appreciate you letting me talk about this. It's something that I'm very open about talking about. It is terrifying every time I do talk about it. But I appreciate you letting me letting me try to just help if just if this helps one person mm -hmm. then then that's great then we did our job then we did our job it's perfect yeah we did your job my job is different <laughs> this is your job my job but is my job <laughs> is just to have fun doing this and that's what i'm doing exactly so. but i i do truly appreciate you letting me just talk about the experiences that you and i have had because they and they have more they've been defining moments in our in our relationship together and um, I'm excited for the, for the future. Yeah, me as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. So remember, guys, like uh, the podcast here, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, share it, comment on it. Um, you know, find us on social media. I mentioned at the underscore Gentil underscore life uh, on Instagram. It's the Gentil Life on Facebook. I even have Twitter up, at the Gentile Life. I don't really jump on Twitter that much. I usually just post my episodes up and hashtag it. But yeah, check us out on our social media, guys. You know, I appreciate all the love so far uh, since I've been able to focus a lot more on this podcast. You know, we got some great topics coming our way down the road here. I'm not really sure what I want to talk about just yet. Uh, I, I'm going to keep that a little close to the vest. But the next episode hopefully will be a fun one if uh, what I have in mind I might end up doing. So, everybody have... <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask me what it was. I'm like, no, I'm not even going to tell you. No, 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 I'm just saying, do it, do it. I wasn't going to ask what it was because you make me wait for this stuff too. <laughs> That's very true. I do, I do. All right, well, everybody, I hope y'all have a very great day or night whenever you're listening to this. I hope you got something out of this. And hopefully, if, if you're going through something like this, just tell yourself, look, you're not alone. The Gentile Life family is always here to listen. So like I said, we got an email, thegentillife at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot us an email. If it's something that uh, you would like us to share, just to say, hey, thank you. And if it's a story you want to share uh, or something you want to talk or about. Yeah, because I don't drink wine with my wife. So anyways, guys, thank you so much for everything. I hope you all have a fantastic rest of y'all's day and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>